Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Juan Fernandez. And I'm Cecile Munoz. Cecile, how are you doing today? You know, I'm dealing with the other positive effect of being into spring, almost into summer. I'm dealing with a little bit of allergies Yeah, today. me too. Well, when I came in today, you even gave me some hot tea and some honey, and that definitely helped because I've been feeling a little uh, stopped up as well. Yeah, and my voice is a little bit lower and a little scratchy, so I might... Cough of the here and there, but... Uh, but we're going to get through it. Yes. And you know, Cecile, today's podcast is is one which uh, I've been wanting to get to since the very beginning and one that we've been talking about since the very beginning. And yes. it has to do with something that uh, everybody has and everybody worries about, and that's their jobs. Yes, especially because of COVID. So mm-hmm. many people, we saw that in a matter of 90 days, more than 30 million people have lost their jobs. That's unbelievable. That is, we've never experienced that before. And it's really scary on top of the fear of our health and people dying and mm-hmm. concerns for our own life. We have to now worry about our economic life and our livelihood. Uh, how are you doing with that, Juan? I'm doing okay, but you know, I do worry about it. I've been fortunate enough since graduating college, I've been gainfully employed i've been very lucky never have been fired never have been laid off and here we are in a in a situation where friends of mine have been laid off um, other co-workers of mine have have been uh, let go and it's wow. it's just a sign of the times um everybody's dealing with those so, so it does make me think how how would i handle it absolutely what would i do you are you are one of the very few lucky people and, mm-hmm. and i say lucky it's unusual it yeah it is very is. unusual mm-hmm. and i say lucky understanding that it's not pure luck. Obviously, there's you've worked very hard, you've you put all your best foot forward mm-hmm. every day into the job, but there is an element of things that are absolutely not in your control. Right. The uncertainty which a lot of people are dealing with. Yes. You think you're very essential, very vital uh, to a company and and it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with your performance. Absolutely it's a not. numbers game. Uh, absolutely. And not. a lot of companies are suffering. Absolutely not, but it feels very personal to you. Like you, Juan, uh, for almost 30 years now, mm-hmm. I've been self-employed. I've right. had a, a series of firms, but my primary business is a consulting executive search firm. So our work every day is working with companies of many sizes mm-hmm. on their talent. So I deal with both the way the companies think about their, their talent and their human capital and their employees, and then I reach out to their potential employees. So I've seen it from that perspective as mm-hmm. well. And your other businesses very different. You've had different businesses. You've dipped yes. your your toes into many different uh, roles. Yes. And and you've you've taken away a lot of uh, different skills from that as well, right? I have. And, and one of the skills that we took away from that, or that I take away from that every day, is what we would like to talk about today and, and mm-hmm. share with people as mm-hmm. they're facing um, not only being potentially unemployed or the thought of maybe being unemployed or maybe they come back and their job is there, but it's now very different. And that that is the concept of evolving and changing and having the courage to believe Mm -hmm. in yourself that you can learn something new if you know what your core foundation of your skills, what you're really good at. And one of those things should be learning the willingness to learn. I uh, actually own an engineering and consulting company with my brothers. We built mines across the Americas. Right. I am not an engineer by any stretch of the word, but what I took was my skills of understanding how business runs and how to connect talent to to a role and put it in a very different industry, in an industry that was, again, predominantly dominated by men who look at things black and white. 
And so it really challenged me as a, as a contributor, as an individual contributor, to find other skills mm-hmm. within myself and have the confidence to push myself outside of my comfort so zone. So you were adapting, you were changing, yes. which is what a lot of people are going to be finding themselves doing over the next few years and even uh, months, upcoming months. So if I think of it this way, somebody was uh, asking me, you know, Cecile, what do you think is is your superpower? And, and I, I think it's funny because I don't think of myself in that way. But uh, I think my first crush uh, as a little girl was Optimus Prime. Yeah. I mean, that's what is your what is your superpower? <laughs> I think um, my superpower, which I think is a superpower in all of us, is my ability to adapt, my mm-hmm. ability to face mm-hmm. a challenge and to grow, and and go beyond that. And I'd like to add to that that do it in a way where I'm both loving to myself and loving to the people around me. I think this is humanity's greatest capacity. This mm-hmm. is our superpower. Look at how much we've adapted already uh, sure. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We've, we've uh, isolated at home. We've learned new skills. We've adap- adapted to the way we work. Parents had to become teachers at, at home. Sure. So we've already shown ourselves that we can change. Well, we're speaking about superpowers. I think mine, if, if any, it's, it's to stay positive as best I can and to find the silver lining in things, uh, which you can find it. It just depends on, on the way you're thinking. All right, so let's say, Cecile, you're at that point. Um, you're getting ready to reemerge into the workforce. Uh, you may or may not have a job. What What's the first thing uh, to do starting today? Well, the first thing is, uh, right what you said, is to choose to have, to the best of your ability, a, a mind frame, a mindset, an attitude where you say, whatever negativity is coming my way, mm-hmm. I am going to be the leader in my own life. I am going to lead myself through my own future. And for those of you who have families, your family, and and believe that you can overcome this, that you will see yourself on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, if you're at home right now, whether you know you are laid off or you fear being laid off and you have access to internet, you can start improving your skills today. And you don't even need internet at home. Libraries provide free internet. Uh, coffee shops provide free internet. Correct. So there's really no excuse. Correct. Especially because of one of the results of COVID, uh, education has had to transform. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they're doing is there's a lot of access to free free classes, free education. Right. And so this brings us to then the second point that we wanted to share with our listeners today, is how to prepare yourself to come back to work, uh, if especially if you don't have a job or your job has changed, is to understand that companies are forced to to change and adapt we use the word agile agile to be more flexible mm-hmm. more adaptive mm-hmm. and to we be all, more dynamic right correct mm-hmm. correct and we all see it now uh, look at your industry uh, juan uh, the news and entertainment or media mm-hmm. look how much it has transformed incredibly yeah. we've gone from vhs tapes to dvds to now something that i never thought would really take off which is silly uh, looking back but it's streaming. There is no more physical need for a disc or a machine. That's Everything right. is done virtually. That's right. And we worried at that uh, newspapers and magazines. Mm-hmm. We thought it was going to be the, the end of magazines and print media. And for many, it has been, unfortunately, because they couldn't adapt. Uh, but there is one magazine, because my industry is financial services, um, there is one magazine that, uh, a publication that I read is called Financial Times. It's been around for almost 100 years. Because they adapted to online, they now have more subscribers than they've ever had Mm -hmm, in their entire mm -hmm, history. mm -hmm. It took a minute to adapt. So what I want to share with our listeners as human beings, we see the changes that companies are doing. 
But we are, as humans, we are the most important aspect of the business world. We think it's technology, and yes, it is technology, but technology enables. It, technology does. Technology doesn't want, it doesn't feel, mm-hmm. it doesn't connect with humans. We do that. So if we're an important part of a business, mm-hmm. and they're changing and adapting, we have to adapt. And we have that ability. That's our superpower. So we need to see that humanity and technology are not in conflict. In fact, they're working together for the better good, right? Yes. And I, as as we've said before, I am not a technocrat. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I, I fight against it. I, I'm you know, a little bit old school that way. But I'm an observer of technology, and I and I marvel at what I can do. And it does take me a minute to adapt to it, but I have to adapt. And so what we think about in terms of what makes you a valuable asset. So when you think about, am I going to be the, the leader of my future? How am I going to come back to the workforce? Then stop and think about what is it that I'm really good at? And maybe you're really mm-hmm. good at some things that you've never done in your career. So reflect on what are those things that I can improve on? What is it that I'm really good at? What can I learn or what can I bring that will be a great contribution to my job or to a future job? And mm-hmm. either start expanding on those skills, learning about that, or if you feel you have them but you've never had a chance to to use them, be more vocal about it. Right, and you wanna stay human in this tech-driven world and and see the, the, um, the value of that, of, of being a person uh, with thoughts and feelings right. and, and that you are adaptable. That's right. We say in our industry, and actually a lot of the big thinkers um, in the world and, and CEOs mm-hmm. of, of large corporations, we say that the future is human. Um, we are at a crossroads, a, a confluence, if you will, of technology advancing so fast, machine learning, automation, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, quantum learning, all these really big, scary words mm-hmm. that say one thing, no human needed. But the fact is, humans are needed. Um, we need to, we're the only ones that connect. We're the only ones that share and engage. So we this disruption started already long before COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID just put it on on, on steroids. On hydroblast, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then, of course, it put us in a high state of anxiety and fear. What's different today also, coming back to the workforce after COVID and the crisis, is tremendous uncertainty. Uncertainty, excuse me. Mm-hmm. We will live in uncertainty for a while, and we have to do whatever we can every day to be comfortable yeah. with that, to not let this that overcome our feelings. Because it's stressful. It's very very stressful stressful. for a lot of people. Um, You feel like you've lost control in in a certain aspect, right? Yes, and it's easy to say, well, I can't change this. I can't have any control. It's it's like we said, the layoffs are usually nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. This is not my decision, so therefore I'm going to exit out of that part of my life, but you can't. It is your life. It is your livelihood. It's how you feed yourself and your family. It's how you provide security. So choosing to do everything you can to remain positive is a muscle that you can flex. And reaching out to your circle of, of friends or those mm-hmm. people that are your support or listening to podcasts like this and others right. that may give you one thing to think about that helps shift your perspective. And that whole positivity, you take it with you going into a meeting, even a phone call or a Zoom meeting nowadays. If people um, see you um, and, and mm-hmm. feel your positivity, yes. it really does set you apart from other candidates and other people, doesn't it? It does. It does make you, uh, it's that engagement. It makes mm-hmm. it makes people want to connect with you. It's you. We all have a friend that when we're feeling down or we're feeling low or we're confused about a decision, 
that we reach out to that person. So it's creating Mm -hmm. that circle of people around you that as you start sounding out, what is my future going to be? What are my skills? What do I need to improve upon? Use them as a sounding board uh, as to what direction your your career is taking or how you're thinking about your career. The other is um, networking at a higher level, right? We talk about your friends, Mm -hmm. but also then start to reaching out to a lot of networking sites online that where you can either post your your resume or you can uh, engage with other people about what uh, what are future opportunities or maybe even allow you to think about what other kind of work can I do that maybe I haven't thought about that's available Mm -hmm. to me because that's another thing that is going to be a result of the transformation of technology and companies becoming more what we call agile but also post covid there are jobs that are going to be created that we don't even know right. today that they exist and we don't even know how they're going to be done um, and the fact is that as we went into this health crisis there was already a, a talent shortage globally there were over a million open positions mm-hmm. and not enough people to fill them Although, of course, that has shifted and there's millions of people out of work, mm-hmm. there's still a vacuum that was created and there's still going to be a need for talented people to come back and, and do the work that was there before and work that we didn't even know was there that is being created. Right. And something will fill that vacuum. And yes. I have to say one thing that's really positive about technology these days, if you're on the job hunt or on the job search, um, because you are networking, you are reaching out to your friends, um, that technology, I believe, has made things a little less uh, shameful. I think back back in the old days, if you were yes. unemployed, there was a sense of, of shame. You yeah. weren't um, very vocal about it. You didn't want to tell people about yeah. it. But now with uh, websites like uh, LinkedIn or, or just reaching out to your friends, that's right. you let people know, hey, these are my skills. This is what I can offer you. And it just makes things a little more... Um, more uh, less stressful, less stressful for you. Yes, and you. but you did mention something that I think it's important for us to to, to talk about, mm-hmm. Juan. There is a lot of shame sometimes involved with, with losing your job. Sure. And I think that people are also going to feel maybe overwhelmed by, by the fact that they're unemployed, their friends are unemployed, and there's just too much of it. So it becomes too, too heavy of a burden to carry, or you don't want to call this person because they're employed at a good company, and you know that somebody's calling them every day, so you don't want to be that extra person. So that's why, where keeping yourself engaged and, and choosing to keep propelling yourself forward, but having the positivity, that energy, being very clear as to who you are and the value that you bring as mm-hmm. you, Juan, um, to to any company, that that comes across in your voice and the way you talk about your skills. Um, and, and we call that, what is the bedrock of your skills? What is the foundation? If you're thinking mm-hmm. about a house, what is the foundation you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, are and you, what you can build on. Correct. Right. Are you great with numbers? Are you a great analyst? Are you a great problem solver? Um, are you a really, what we used to call a people person? Those those are the things that you think about. And, and Or are you someone that learns very quickly? You're the person that likes to assemble things. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I will never, <laughs> ass- I don't buy, I've never bought a Kia furniture because it would always end up. Very you know, stressful there. Very I stressful. I don't follow directions. I just think that I can figure it out on my own, <laughs> which in itself is a skill set. Um, and and really take the time today to to think about it and think about it from a positive perspective and think about it from the point of what may I may not know now, but what can I learn? 
I have to say, we were talking earlier, I have not been unemployed in a very long time. And I was only fired once from a job. And that's when really? I was in college. When I was in college. Wow, I, I didn't even know this about you. And I've known you for 20 yep, years. A very long time ago. But wait, Juan, how did you see that differently than being laid off? Well, I was in college. It was a retail job. It wasn't something that I was going to be doing, you know, heading into the future. So I was okay. And I just got another job uh, while I was in college. But uh, looking at, at things now, if I were to find myself in the job market, in a flooded job market, I would be extremely stressful because I wouldn't know where to start. It's, it would be a whole different world for you. Right, uh, you, right now, I, a lot I think of, a lot of people are in the same boat, right? Absolutely, especially those who have been in a, in a job for a long time mm-hmm. or even just a particular profession. If, if mm-hmm. their skills, if they spent, let's say, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years sharpening their skills in a particular lane, right. uh, accounting or distribution, whatever that job may be, and they are proud because they now are a, a tenured employee and that work itself is gone, then you look at yeah. yourself at a certain age and say, where do I start? Yeah, it I, is it is a daunting, overwhelming skill. And I've heard a lot of people say, this is all I've done for 20 years. What else am I going to do? I don't know what else to do. So Yeah, and you know, there's, there's a lot of hope and positivity there. And the first thing that you have to start with, which is the first advice that we gave, is to, mm-hmm. to the best of your ability, put your emotions in check. Allow yourself to feel all the things that you feel, including anger and disappointment and, and maybe a little self-judgment. I, I should have been smarter. I should have looked at other jobs. I was offered a different job two years ago and those people mm-hmm. were still working. I could have, should have, would have, right? right? There's no growth in that. But what you can do is believe that you will move forward, that the 20 or 30 years or 10 years that you spent in a particular role even though that job is not there anymore, was not for nothing. You learned something. You grew, you grew as a person. You grew as a professional. You learned how to do things that now will help you in your next mm-hmm. uh, position. And so that is what we call what are the future skills? What are the What is the kind of talent that the world is looking for? And that is something that you can really think about and, and look at what you have and improve on those things. And the, the, the way we look at talent today is very mm-hmm. different. The way that our clients look for talent is very different. Before the way business ran, it was very uh, what we call hierarchical and, and very plotted and planning. Um, you started in accounting, you started in a certain level, you grew your skills and you kept going. The mailroom story. That's right. You start in the mailroom and you become the vice president yeah, of the company Yeah, and you grow eventually. in that corporate mm-hmm. ladder. Now, because life changes so fast, firms have to adapt so quickly and we're a part of that, we have to adapt. So the skills that we look for is, and, and the kind of talent we look mm-hmm. for is not so much looking specifically at the individual skills that you have, that the specific experience. It is who you are as a person and the talent that you bring. And those are things like critical thinking, problem solving, your EQ. What is EQ? That stands for emotional intelligence. So we understand IQ, right? Your your intellectual intelligence. Right. Um, and, and we look for that. And that's always, remember, in, in school and graduating from college, if you gr- graduated with honors or sure. excelled, you would used to put your GPA on your resume. We don't put that on there anymore. Um, Is EQ something now that people are are focusing more on? Yes, it is definitely something that companies are focusing more on because emotional intelligence speaks of how you handle yourself at work, the emotional maturity that you bring, which 
emotional maturity allows people to problem solve, to have better empathy with others, to control their emotions, to react under pressure in a way that allows for better decision making. It's being a problem solver on the job, right? With really high emotional compassion and connectivity to other people, Mm -hmm. where people feel safe connecting with you and people feel that you're not going to let's say fly off the handle or be irrational. It, it allows you to connect at a very different level. And for leaders, this is very, very, very important because emotional intelligence for leaders, what that does for the people below, the people that they lead, mm-hmm. is they feel that their leader cares about them, that their work and their role in a company matters. So they feel more connected, they feel more loyal, and they feel more invested. So emotional intelligence is, is, a, is a value that a company harnesses only from its people. Machines cannot right. have emotional intelligence. So how does people. a leader, a company leader, massage that skill of being emotionally connected to their employees? Great question, great question. And the leading companies right now have high emotional intelligence in their leaders and in their, mm-hmm. in their teams. So the way they massage, the way they improve in that is to start by really making authentic, connection with their people by because people are pretty good at at deciphering whether it's bs or whether it's a genuine connection right absolutely and we have that as babies you know babies children uh can can tell i mean you can you can trick them you know because they don't understand certain things but they but they understand emotional Mm -hmm. uh truth and uh so leaders who really connect uh authentically who really are let's say vulnerable in in front of their teams and lead with purpose and compassion find better engagement from their team uh, by showing what the purpose of the work that they do is and why it matters and why you as a member of that team matter and getting you to believe in the purpose and the mission of a company so that work becomes something more than just a paycheck. It becomes something that you're proud of and something Mm -hmm. that represents who you are as a human being. So it's also a leader who's a bit emotionally disarmed. He he does or she shows um, that softer side. And humble. They have to start by understanding that they don't know everything, that mm-hmm. they're also learning. And one of the places they learn from is each other, their employees, and their clients. Mm-hmm. And that is a very... Um, it's a very vulnerable place for any of us to be in. And you can feel, you, you feel a different experience. Let's talk about it as a consumer. When you walk into a company where the people really believe in the work or the product mm-hmm. that the company produces that they work for. Um, there's a place in, in Los Angeles um, that sells juices. And I will tell you, every time I've walked in there, the people behind the counter are happy and vibrant and they can't wait to tell me about the products and at first i thought wow they really must do some great product training but the reality is these people really live a life of nutrition and health and wellness and when they tell me about a product is because they're excited to share because they want me genuinely this is what i feel to be healthy uh, just like they are and they, they they want to to help me be a better person. And another company, Cecile, a lot of our listeners are going to be familiar with, and that, of course, is the Apple Store, basically right. in every major city around the world. You walk into one of those stores, and I've purchased items in mm-hmm. New York, San Francisco, here in Los Angeles, Miami as well. Those people are so well-trained. They give you just enough information to make you excited about the product. I mean, they really buy into it. And as a consumer, 
I buy into it as well. Because it's their lifestyle. It's what mm-hmm. they love. Is what makes they're them happy. They're selling a lifestyle, Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're selling what they believe. What I find so cool and so great about Apple, and for me, gives me great comfort, mm-hmm. is you walk in and the, the, the employees... You can say that they're all really young, but that's not true. They're I've they're seen all ages. All ages. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you for me, I usually I gravitate to the older ones because somehow I think they're they're gonna understand me or maybe have a little they're bit of slow it down for you. That's right. They're they're gonna have sympathy for me because here's this woman that uh, that uh, you know doesn't know the basics of her phone. They ask me, go to your XYZ and I just smile and hand them my phone and say, I don't know where that is. Mm-hmm. But that's a great example not only of that it that is a culture-driven company, a purpose-driven company, mm-hmm. and they attract people that live their purpose. They live their passion. And let's not forget, Apple went through so many transformations. They they were not a very successful company. Right. It almost for, didn't make it. It almost mm-hmm. didn't make it. And the leader had the courage to think differently, to do something that people didn't think was possible. And the reason why they are where they are today is because, yes, the leader thought of it, but if he's leading a a team of one, he's not going to get very far. He was able, as a leader, to inspire people with what he believed was possible and had people come on board that said, I believe it's possible too, and I'm willing to put myself out there to try and fail and try again. And we can take those examples from companies into our personal life as we face coming back to the workforce, uh, whether you're still working, whether you've been furloughed, or whether you come back and then your job is different. These are the things you can think about today and every day because the workforce has changed, Mm -hmm. life has changed, and it's not going back. And it's all about adaptability, right? You either Absolutely. adapt, you see it coming. You know it's happening. It's, We've we seen see it, it right now. Yeah, we, we and, saw it coming for mm-hmm. a while. We saw the changes coming for a while. We see how fast. You want to see how fast change happens? How how quickly does a new phone come out with things that we didn't think were possible? Every 11 months almost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's, and, and to get to that point of being out in the market, think of all the changes that had to happen before. Uh, I remember when I was in college and one of my classes, I think it was an economics class, we used to talk about inflation. And they simplistically put, if you want to think about inflation, how how quickly inflation changes and what, what it means, they used to put up a stamp. They used to say, here's the stamp. Uh, this time period and his stamp and we think well that's a really kind of a silly example but it shows you the changes in the financial impacts in these in cents in those tiny little increments but had big impacts that's what i mean about the phone to get to this new version of a phone and all the crazy bells and whistles and wonderful things you can shoot movies on phones now right um think of all the changes that had to happen well we're part of that change we're the human beings deliver and communicate and mm-hmm. service that change that the world is experiencing. So we have to adapt and we have to evolve. And as a consumer, we did change. We are now yes. more um, accustomed to or conditioned to believe, I may need a new phone in a year. So and, mentally you start planning Yes, that. and we want more for less. Mm-hmm. You order something from Amazon and you know you're going to get it right away. Right, two days later, Amazon Prime. We that's, expect it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's now part of our, our very nature of, of how we shop and what we expect. And it's good to stop and think about Amazon. Um, that is a company that we now... In, in our mind, we see it as what it is today. It's a go-to. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they transformed. They took a huge risk. In 2006, um, Jeff Bezos was on the cover of Newsweek magazine. And they were saying, this man is taking a huge risk. And it was almost a little bit of a 
is this a negative thing? Is this going to mm-hmm, backfire? Mm-hmm. Because he was transforming his company by making it a, a web service provider and providing infrastructure. But in order to do that, that is what led to what it is today. And in 2006, 14 years ago, that was a really scary, is this going to work? We're betting the farm on this. Yep. Just like we were saying about Apple. So that those those things that company do, we can take that to ourselves as part of a business, being a, a vital part of any business. How do we change? How do we transform? Even though it's going to be very scary, even we don't know what how we're going to be on the other side of it. But taking the risk, understanding what our great skills are, what makes us human, what we as that particular individual, we have to offer a company and society and customers and consumers know that very clearly believe in it have the courage to do that even though you might have fear it's okay because you cannot be fearless unless you understand and know fear and of course um you need to be dynamic you need to be adaptable and that's what we've seen these companies do and us as individuals we need to do that as well again as as we said at the top of this podcast what we have learned from covid and going through this crisis Mm -hmm. is that we can adapt very quickly and that we can also adapt and be incredibly compassionate that's one thing we've seen be a very beautiful side effect or or byproduct Mm -hmm. of this crisis people wanting to connect people wanting to engage that's not going to go away and again that's that's something that we humans are the only ones that can do and do it very well and cecile as we end uh, and wrap up every podcast of course uh, this uh, begs to um, ask this question why does it all matter because unless you're ready to retire and you're happy with that you have to adapt mm-hmm. with the changes of the workforce. You have to find within you what is going to make you a vital part of any business, but not just make you a vital part of a business, but what's going to give you the professional and the personal satisfaction? What is going to make you proud to go to work mm-hmm. every day? Mm-hmm. Even if your job is to go work at a restaurant, there's something extraordinarily lo- noble and, and wonderful in that because you're feeding people, you're creating an opportunity for people to enjoy each other's company and to relax. And look, after being locked up for what it feels like locked up for three months, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to a restaurant. So whatever your profession is, whatever your job is, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you have it today, mm-hmm. whether you don't know if you're going to have it in the future, whether it's change or you're still furloughed. Start thinking about what you want your future life to be right. and take an active participation in that. Think about what your skills are. Believe that you can learn and you can change and start taking steps to challenge yourself because when you challenge yourself to push beyond what you think you can do, what you think you're possible, mm-hmm. that is when you ask the very best of who you are as a human being. Yeah. My big takeaway from all this, Cecile, is that we've had the power all along. Yes. Just like uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, yes. right? She had the power all along. It took the wizard to tell her. It is our superpower. You had it. It is our superpower to adapt. To adapt in our very nature is to be human beings. It's how we survive as a species. So now let's put a framework in our mind that says, I can be the the captain of my future i can be the leader of my future professional life and i know it's hard i know it's going to be very challenging and we carry guilt and we carry shame and we carry Mm -hmm. fear with it but turn that into being fearless and courageous take little steps every day like i said if you have access to internet you can learn you can sharpen your skills every day and if you are successful after all this is over there's a lot of satisfaction in being a victor in your own life absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely we we all want to cheer for the winning team but we also cheer for the team that went in uh, came in second place the underdog yeah but Mm -hmm. gave it their all and had a great time at it so we have the power to change that is our superpower we drive the change in companies but first 
we must continue to evolve, adapt, and change ourselves. Connect with us and share where you had the power to change. And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.